All episodes of Let the Music Play podcast can be found in both iTunes and at AshtonGustafson.com. If you have enjoyed these conversations and they have brought joy, peace, and resilience to your life, we ask that you would go to iTunes and leave a review. Our hope is to share these voices and conversations with as many people as we can. And by leaving a review, you will be helping this light make its way into the world. Sleeping at Last is the moniker of Chicago-based singer-songwriter, producer, and composer Ryan O'Neill. His music speaks deeply to the human experience and often finds language to expose the hidden and unseen beauty of our universe. He joins us in this episode of Let the Music Play podcast as we talk about what's currently keeping him curious and his latest work within his Atlas project. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and welcome to Let the Music Play. Hey guys, Ashton Gustafson here, and welcome back to another episode of Let the Music Play. One of my favorite musicians on the planet is joining us today. He's been on before, and um, he's always just doing creative and beautiful things, so I wanted to chat with him and see what's going on in his world. His name is Ryan O'Neill. You may know him through his music via Sleeping at Last. If you've never heard of Sleeping at Last, type it in, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you go to listen to music, and your mind will be blown. That being said, Ryan, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you again. Bro, it's so good to have you here. Always a huge fan of what you're doing. Um, the podcast has grown quite a bit since you and I last chatted, and so some people oh, may, awesome. may not be familiar with you and your work. When you introduce yourself in the world, where do you begin? Yeah, um, so as you mentioned, I make music under the name Sleeping at Last, and I've been doing it for a very long time. So um, I write I write music that's a, a bit on the on the gentler or quiet side. I love melody, so um, these are definitely like singer songwriter types of songs. I love orchestral instrumentation, so you'll hear a lot of that in my stuff. And um, I guess more recently in the last few years, I've been writing a lot of thematic music. So instead of albums, I will release series of songs, and those series will be based around different themes that I'm inspired by. So um, yeah, so I don't know if that really helps anybody that hasn't heard my music yet. It's just words. <laughs> yes. But, well, but, you know, that's a start. Yeah, that is a start. And so you, um, like, uh, I, I don't think people really understand just how dense, how how deep and how wide this body of work is that you put into the world and you, you kind of, you've based a lot of it around the premise of Atlas, correct? That's right. Yeah. So it actually started, um, I, I used to do like the traditional, the traditional record making that most people do, which is write wait, you know, write a full length record and put out, put out those 12 songs every few years and kind of do the touring in between and all that kind of stuff. And it occurred to me at some point, um, probably in, 2008 or 2009 that I what I love most is writing and recording why am I not doing that so much more so then I began a project called yearbook which was a kind of a personal creative challenge I, I set out to write 36 songs over the course of one year and so I I announced it to make sure that I would actually do it and um 
uh, I took a sub- subscription for it to make sure that I also felt even more responsible to make sure that I, I was writing these three songs every month. Um, and that that kind of informed everything I've been doing since. So um, rather than albums, I make series of music, like I said. And so um, Atlas became like the kind of the, the, the foundation of everything I'm doing. So um, it's this large form or large scale uh, thematic collection of music. So um, the first year, which was a few years, ago um uh it was called atlas year one and it was basically about the origins of all things so i have an ep called darkness an ep called light uh an ep of songs for each of the the planets in our solar system and and so on and it kind of brings the the thematic camera closer and closer to us which is where i'm currently at which is atlas year two um, which is basically about the involuntary human development um so the things that we are born with and that's that's the themes that have been inspiring um, the the latest collection of songs that I've been putting out. So the involuntary human development coupled with the origins of the universe, no big deal, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, these small themes that are... <laughs> uh, man, I, I love it. And, you know, uh, you. For, for those of us that journey down these pondering questions of from which of where do, where did we come from and where are we going these cosmological questions um it seems that it's like keeps you super curious keeps you dialed into all things around you and somehow it spills out into the music you create thank you yeah i, I it's been really fun and um i think there's nothing scarier than like a blank canvas so yeah. to have these themes mapped out for me that i you know every every year i basically kind of figure out what i what i want to write about and those song titles are essentially kind of laid out according to themes so it is really fun to start a song and be like, okay, this song is called Pluto. What do I know about Pluto? <laughs> right. By the way, even though it's not officially a planet, I did include yes. it in my set because <laughs> it should be included. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a really fun, creative way to, um, uh, or I, I guess a creative uh, jumping off point for me to to begin writing yeah. and, and continue inspired. So. Yeah. So walk me through this uh, kind of the subscription-based thing that you have, because I know that um, you don't tour. uh, At least I don't think you do. Um, Not very frequently. I I, I have, and I I have not in a little while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so you've really created um, like this, this community that anticipates your work, this community that's behind you in your work. Like I, I just love that this is kind of a new way for the artist to approach his craft, um, for, I hate to say the consumer, the listener, the fan, um, yeah. the, the one that enjoys the art to also like this platform where you, you, you come together in a beautiful <laughs> way. That's way different than kind of how it's been done in the past. You want to walk through that? Thank you. Yeah, I so appreciate that. Um, it what, what I what I enjoyed the most about that yearbook project that kind of started this uh, this this way of thinking for me uh, is that I, I would write these songs. Obviously, there'd be a, a lot of pressure on the timing in which they would be done because I committed to three songs a month for a year. Um, but what it taught me was like a I can eventually feel more comfortable in my own skin as far as writing and recording. I feel like when you walk away uh, from from that process for a couple of years to tour or uh, even a year, you come back and at least for me, I felt very, very uncertain of my ability to write songs. So for me, this this kind of keeps the, the creative um, channel in my brain always at least semi-tuned into the right station. <clears throat> and then 
another kind of side effect of doing doing music this way was that I get to I it's it's a really healthy practice of letting go right away. So when I'm finishing a song, I uh, I know that it's going to meet the listener's ear so much sooner than if I was, you know, collecting my 12 songs for a full-length record. Right. And maybe, you know, when the record comes out in a year from now, then then people will finally hear it. So it, it somehow it can it connects me to the source of what I'm uh, the original inspiration of the song, but it also um it, it it makes the whole project feel a little bit more alive because I get to I get to experience people's feedback and experience people reacting to the music. Um, and that's been a really, really fun. It gives me a little it kind of refuels me as I write the next song, you know, to to release things so quickly and to um, kind of constantly keep uh, keep 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 inspired and uh, keep writing. So that's that's been a really fun thing. But as far as the subscription goes, that was sort of a means to an end, because as I was re- writing and recording so many songs, I figured like, OK, well, <clears throat> it's a little bit random if these songs just kind of pop out on um, at that time. It was iTunes specifically. Um, so I thought like there should be uh, this should this is this was obviously 2009 or 2010 when people still downloaded MP3s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do. They still do a little bit, but it's mostly mostly streaming now. Yeah. But um, so it, it to, in order to kind of facilitate getting the music to the listener quicker, we just thought um, maybe maybe the best way about that would be to take a subscription. That way they don't have to remember every month to come back and, and see if uh, my new EP is out or my new collection of songs is out. So um, that was just sort of a, a, a necessary bridge in doing this process. And it ended up being a really great thing because it does create a little bit of more of a relationship with the people that are kind enough to listen to my songs. And um, and that kind of led to me explaining the songs and how they came about and a little bit more of a dialogue about, um, about where these, where these songs came from. So, yeah. Well, you know, so often we have to like chase the inspiration of the artist. Like we find a, yeah. rec- a record that moves us and then randomly we end up in some article and they're like, Oh, they wrote this song because of this or this. Yes. That. Yes. Totally. And, and you kind of pull the veil back, um, a bit and you're like, Hey, um, I wrote this song for my daughter. I wrote this is this is where this came from, and I think, um, I think it's just a beautiful way to kind of express where you pull your creativity, how how you put it in, into the world, and for those of us that care about such things, which I think more and more people do, as the the um, I guess the the taste buds of our listening habits increase, we we like to know more about the artist. Um, oh, that's awesome! So, Thank you for for saying that. It's it's been a really fun. Th- I was actually really reluctant to uh, discuss kind of which w- what songs were inspired by what directly because I feel like music is so. I think all art can be interpreted in whatever way is most right. meaningful to people, and I didn't want to disrupt that or. Um, or just you know have changed the way people listen to my music, but in doing it, it was kind of this uh, uh, additional therapy for myself. <laughs> I get to yeah. I get to document like, oh yeah, this is this is why I recorded the guitar that way, or this is this is what the intention was behind cello in this one spot, and what that lyric means. And so I do think that it um, it turned into this this uh, uh, it started as blog posts, and now it kind of turned into a podcast, which I'm. I'm excited to have just begun recently. So let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about the Sleeping at Last podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, so tell me a bit about it. Like, what can we expect? Uh, is this going to be a place where it's just kind of you and you walking through the music, or, or where do you see this project going? It is, and that sounds so narcissistic of me, but it, <laughs> it's me it's talking about my songs. <laughs> me talking about myself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
<clears throat> so basically, it, it as I mentioned, I started writing these blog posts that would explain every little Easter egg in, in the songs and all the why behind every everything I was doing as each of these Atlas songs would release. Um, as as like the that continued to um, grow and be a part of my writing process, I just thought like what's what's kind of silly about this is that people are having to read this thing that is that is really about sound. So mm. why are they why am I forcing people to read when I could just tell them in in audio terms yeah. and then actually split out the the, the pieces of the music and um, be able to say like this is this little part that's soloed where you don't necessarily get to hear a song. Um, with the individual pieces separated like that, so I thought that that might be a that might be an interesting practice. I don't I don't love um, <clears throat> I don't love public speaking, <laughs> which here I am on a podcast. But um, and so I was pretty terrified to to begin, and I, I kind of I didn't tell anybody but a couple of close friends and family members that I was even going to try this. And so I recorded the first episode um, not too long ago, and it's just like okay that. That didn't make me, you know, That's not so it bad. was, it was bearable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, you know, I, 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 I've said some stuff that I didn't totally regret. So there, that maybe this is going to be okay. So basically what I, the hope for the sleeping last podcast is not only a place where you can learn about the inspiration of each of the songs, but also, um, it's a place that I can debut songs. So new music will, um, will be debuted f- first on, on the podcast as well as, uh, at me pulling them apart and kind of explaining, cool. um, the and and because as i mentioned i i do these series of music which tend to be a, a little bit complicated in terms of like if you are a listener of sleeping at last i'm asking you to remember a lot of things mm-hmm. <laughs> you know okay these these series of songs belong to the series atlas and then this little collection within atlas is belongs to space one and then these you know so it gets a little complicated and i thought it'd be really fun to be able to like go in depth on each of these themes and why I wanted to do them and what the, you know, what inspired this whole, this whole thematic series of, of songs. So anyway, it kind of felt like the, the evolution, the natural evolution of uh, these blog posts that I was doing. And uh, so now I'm, now I'm, uh, I, I never thought I would ever say that I have a podcast, but um, you do. Here, here we are. And so it's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like an experiential um, audible blog post. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's what I, that's what I hope it will be. And I, I was actually really nervous about even like when you hear uh, an like when you read somebody talk about their work, you can you can mm-hmm. paint whatever personality into that <laughs> that you want. And then um, I was like, oh man, am I like am I am I getting in in the way of myself here by doing this? And I hope not. So far, I I don't think so. And um, maybe maybe I'll uh, <laughs> I'll change my mind later, but. <laughs> So far, so good. Love it. So um, we're sitting here talking, and I'm actually looking at the space vinyl of yours here in my office. Oh, thanks. Um, So I think you and I, we've never really walked down this road a bit, but it seems to me like you you look up at the stars, and and awe and wonder shoots through your veins. Absolutely. Um, And so I think we're we're brothers in this sense. Um, And I I think you went to the total eclipse. Is that right? I did. I um I woke up at twelve thirty in the morning with some buddies of mine and we drove from from the, the suburbs of Chicago to um we actually originally intended to go to uh Carbondale, Illinois. Okay. <clears throat> but we're checking the weather constantly as we're driving, trying to avoid traffic and um can a little like there was a chance of some cloudiness over there. So we ended up in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which 
was the perfect place to to see this, and so wow. we we did get to experience the the totality and everything we'd heard so much about. And it it truly like I, I, I before I before I give my take on it, were you able to see it? <laughs> we only eighty percent, so we I was hey, not at total eclipse. Great. Well, it really it like without I. I've, I've talked to my wife about this about a hundred times and I think she's super tired of me <laughs> trying to explain it, but it, it truly is like this, this, uh, this wordless experience that mm-hmm. I, I, I truly cannot articulate at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the, one of the most, uh, beautiful and surreal events I've ever, I've ever witnessed. So it was a really like, I, and I had really high expectations going into it. So I was, all but certain that it was going to totally let me down and just be like, that was cool. All right. Well, I'm glad that we blew a whole day trying to, (laughs) (laughs) trying to see this, but there's just something really magical about it. And I I think it shows you in, in this very brief instance, it shows you the, uh, the delicate, you know, string that we all are hanging on. (laughs) Our placement. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We, 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 I get so used to the sun rising and the sun setting and it does the same thing. And that's, it's the, it's the constant thing in our, in our world. And, um, and to have it change that. And then all of a sudden the, the animals and bugs are confused and you, you have nighttime in the middle of the afternoon. Like it, like that was was, really dark. Oh, it was, it wasn't, it was like twilight where it felt like you could still see, you could see stars and that was incredible, but it looked like almost a sunset in every direction. So rather than it being in one point, wow. it was the the clouds and everything was lit in a way that was like the very last little bit of a sunset. Um, it was, in, it was incredible. And, um, and there's like this, like this blue light that kind of, it, it looks like if the moon was, was the, you know, the brightest thing <laughs> in the sky, like what, how that would light up your skin. And, um, it was, wow. it was really crazy. And then seeing the Corona actually, uh, like the, the subtle movements mm-hmm. in it, it was, so much like better than I anticipated and all like it didn't require, you know, a a telescope or anything else to, to have that experience. It was truly like you, you have your glasses on to make sure you don't burn out your eyeballs. And then as soon as totality begins, you take off those glasses and you, um, you get this in like this massive experience. It's, (laughs) it was really, it was really something. Can you imagine what they thought like hundreds of years ago? Yeah, I was actually doing because uh, I I wrote a song um, before the event, so I had done a bunch of research on you know past eclipses and um, no and, Twitter. And it, it, You're it, sitting it in a seem, field eating berries. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what is happening? But there, it it, it kind of disrupted all of life for uh, yeah. for several like historic moments. Wow. <laughs> and I think it was thought of as a bad omen, and there was other you know uh, world leaders at the time that would would claim responsibility for it, and it was. It was an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, thing that uh, it just yeah. I uh, there there literally are no words. Wow, wow. And so you've started um, like an astronomy project, right? You wrote a yeah, song so, for the eclipse. As I mentioned, my 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 series of songs can get a little complicated. So in addition to Atlas, um, I decided recently to begin another series that is entirely inspired by astronomical events. So the the series is called Astronomy, and it's a little different. There's no subscription. There's nothing like that. So it does separate itself from Atlas a little bit um, in that these astronomical events are 
they're already predicted like with with you know incredible accuracy throughout the next i don't even know how many years but so each year basically at the start of each year i will um secretly kind of decide which which of astronomical events are inspiring to me and then i will try to write like basically what i what i would imagine the the soundtrack to those events being so it started with the and it's mostly instrumental music but um it started with the eclipse, so I did. I thought that was a great place to start, since it is such a such an incredible um, change up in our in our scenery. Uh, so I I started with with an eclipse, and each song is is named after the the date and the title of the astronomical event. So wow. um, it's fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm as you mentioned, um, I share your your appreciation for for the universe and and the the incredible incredible space around us. So. Um, this is this is a way to kind of keep me there since I already had done the space songs yeah. for the for our solar system. I thought like I kind of want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to surround myself with more of that research and more of that um, that stuff. So, so <clears> it's then, like your it's like I'm, your scoring astronomical moments. That's exactly what the hope is, and I I I, I would be probably uh, an egomaniac to assume that I I could even do that justice. However, right. <laughs> I, at least do it. <laughs> will be my score, what I imagine that sounding like. And um, so it was really special to see that people um, chose to play my Eclipse song while they while they got to see that experience like that. Uh, having seen it on my own and knowing how big of an, a, a big of a deal it is just to see it with your with your own eyes, yeah. that somebody would allow my songs to be a part of that was was mind blowing. And I also feel like probably they probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I feel like some some events in nature need no art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are they are completely uh, able to stand on their own. Well, <clears throat> so um, I know a project you've been working on for a long time, and uh, <laughs> you and I sat in a circle for a couple of days with Father Richard Rohr last year, uh, yes. and walked through for for some time. Um, the Enneagram. And once again, you have found another way uh, to take your curiosities and express them through the lens of music, and you're going to do it via the nine types of the Enneagram. Um, yes. So, so where do we begin? Like, I guess first off, um, <clears throat> when do you plan on releasing this project? So uh, the the first song, which is one um, titled "One," will be uh, released October third to Atlas subscribers, and then I believe October tenth will be the official street date. <laughs> Do people call it street dates anymore? Yeah. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> it, on the street you'll be able to look up on Spotify the song. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it begins, and they will come out in sequential order, so one through nine. Um, and basically, the, the 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 heart of the idea is I wanted to write each of these nine songs from the perspective of each type. So each song will be written from from the unique characteristics of each type as best as I possibly know how to do. Um, I myself am an Enneagram 9, um, so I have... Uh, it is definitely challenging to kind of put your 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 brain into yes the peacemakers. So I'm I'm basically trying to make peace within all of the nine types of the Instagram. <laughs> that is my mission through these songs. No, um, <clears throat> my mission is to just try to 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 serve each of these beautiful and unique types justice. So basically, I want to. Uh, I want to not only learn as much as possible, and it's that with that that retreat that we got to go to was a huge, a huge place to just sponge everything that I was learning, and um, and it's been really fun to to put that into these songs and try to imagine like, all right, if 
if a one was a song, like what would what would that sound like? What what key would that be in? And so the way the Enneagram is influencing uh, each of the different aspects of the song is really fun to me uh, in terms of the instrumentation and the uh, the tempo and the obviously the lyrics and um, and I, the goal the goal of each of these songs too is not only to do them justice but to, uh, the types justice but to um, to, to write something that highlights the the most integrated and healthy version of each type not not just it, it would be so yeah. easy to just you know talk about everybody's flaws and <laughs> have just nine incredibly sad songs about the, <laughs> the ways in which each nine types are broken right. um, and I want I want to be honest with the with the with that part of the Enneagram because it, it certainly starts there um, in understanding your brokenness but at the same time I just felt like no I'd rather I'd rather set the challenge out for myself to, uh, I love sad music <laughs> and I love Ditto. talking about broken things. Um, so this would be a really, a really fascinating um, challenge to, to try to write like what, what is the healthiest, best, the absolute, like the, the, the level, you know, the highest level uh, version of each type. What is, what does that look like? What, maybe that's a way to start this. Yeah. So that's kind of the inspiration that's been running through it. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So what, like, walk me through your research and note-taking. I mean, how, because this, I mean, you've been working on this project for a long time. Um, Yeah. Would you cross paths with people? Would you, I mean, I'm just trying to think of how did you pull inspiration? um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I, I learned about the Enneagram maybe about five or so years ago, um, from Chris Hewitts, who is a, a mutual buddy of ours. And, um, he has, he is the reason that I know anything about the Enneagram and I'm so grateful that he was kind enough to take me under his wing. And a few, I think it was probably about two years ago <clears throat> when I was developing the, the concepts for Atlas year two, which as I mentioned is all about, um, so if Atlas year one is all about the, the origins of the universe and us, um, Atlas year two is very much about the involuntary human development, the things that we're born with. So I do five songs for the five senses, um, four songs for the four basic human emotions, um, the things that we just don't get to decide. Um, and Enneagram just felt like this, the more I learned about it, the more I felt like, oh, that fits perfectly within the childhood wound and with the with the, the different the different concepts of, of, of the Enneagram and even even the the question of are we born with our type or is mm-hmm. it is it a matter of nature and nurture um and I, it just felt like the perfect segue into so it, it it ends in my series it ends year two so these are the last uh, the last nine songs for year two and then Atlas will pick up um, for year three which will be all of our voluntary human development so it'll be basically the things that we do with all the things all the in, all the ingredients that were given wow. so um so yeah the enneagram just kind of fit beautifully into that spot and um. And Chris has been amazing at just. Uh, yeah. I will call him up um, <laughs> frequently while I'm while I'm working on these songs and be like, "All right, can you just walk me through again? Like, if you were explaining to somebody that doesn't know anything about the mm-hmm. one, what does what 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 are the defining characteristics about a one? And then, not only that, but like outside of caricature, what what does what drives the one? You know what? And he he's just been really <clears throat> really helpful in making sure that my my research is not only accurate but it's also um uh he's been pointing me in the right direction including letting me be a part of that retreat with you guys and um learning from father richard Rohr and uh plenty of books that i've been reading so well he is brilliant i mean i think he's he's i mean i you don't use the word up and coming in like the enneagram world but like yes he's (laughs) he is uh in my opinion the brightest light 
um, of kind of where the the baton's being passed. Absolutely, you know? I yeah. feel like I feel like uh, his <clears throat> his voice in in the Enneagram world right now is just is super essential. And I've I've had the the privilege of of hearing him speak to multiple different groups of people on this, and seeing um, you know obviously having my my experience of being introduced to it, but then seeing other people get introduced yeah. to it through Chris has been has been really great and really I mean you can just see how the the transformation just starts taking place yeah, <laughs> yeah really, it does i mean the light really comes cool. on and he has a he has a great way of breaking it down um which p.s um what was i gonna ask you about chris oh yeah you you, you writing the uh afterward yes is that what you wrote or what what did you write i did yes i did write the afterward yeah um so chris's new book the sacred enneagram which is uh i personally was just totally totally thrilled that it um, that he was writing that book because then i could you know quit harassing him every every week and asking him more about the enneagram he has it all in this one distilled place so <laughs> it is all there like i I, yes. I told him i was like dude this thing uh it, it it's brilliant and if you've it, it if you've ever gone down the journey of the enneagram um i i don't know of a better resource that's out there to consistently go back to and revisit. Yep, absolutely. So he he gave me the incredible privilege of writing the afterword, which I which I argued for for a little while. I was just like, I don't I don't know if I want to put words after after <laughs> your words. Like I feel like I could potentially ruin everything you just wrote in that book. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I'm like, please don't let me have the last word. I don't. I don't but you got it. It's, it's too <laughs> it's too much. It's too much pressure. But um, no, I was so honored, and it it really is a beautiful book. And now that it's out, it's been it's been really cool to kind of um, see how many hands have been able to pick it up and and um it's been great it's and been i really, think really cool. it didn't you um add a way to, to download three of your songs in the back of the book yeah so basically as a, a pre precursor to my nine enneagram songs um currently i have an ep called the Intelli uh, atlas intelligence and it's inspired by the enneagram intelligence centers uh, and for those of you that don't know each of the nine types uh fit into one of this uh, one of these three uh uh categories i guess or or into the intelligence triad um so it'd be heart mind and body and um so i wrote a song for each of those as sort of a, a precursor to to these types wow wow <clears throat> nobody is doing what ryan o'neill is doing with sleeping at last i love it um, oh, that's very kind thank you so um <clears throat> maybe for some of our listeners that want to come visit stuff that you're doing and uh, become a part of all this beauty that you're putting into the world. Where's the best place for them to come and find out more information about you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, sleepingatlast.com is kind of the catch-all for, for it, it, it points to all the other places that I, I exist on, um, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And it's at Sleeping At Last on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So thank Brilliant. you for... And again, you know, early, so. yeah, early October, the Enneagram Project's going to be released um, so you guys make sure you find a way to, uh, download this information. It's, uh, so, so good and insightful, meaningful, beautiful. Um, if you're a feeler and a thinker sleeping at last, Ryan's tunes are going to take you on a journey. Um, Thank you. they are brilliant. So man, um, super grateful for you and your work and your time and generosity for sharing with us today. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Um, maybe one of these days we can grab a meal at Alinea in Chicago. I'm I'm in. Count me. <laughs> I'm 100% in. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. 
All right, good to talk. All right, man, next time. Make sure you go to sleepingatlast.com to find out more information about Ryan and all of the beautiful work that he's currently putting into the world. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebirds sing, and be love. <laughs>